Joining us now from the Crusaders, Dan Perrin. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? Yeah, morning, lads. How are we? Great yeah. for a Monday morning. Oh, mate. Yeah, good. You, you managed to escape Methford, all right? Yeah, we, we got out of there in and out, mate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, got back. We bus trip down. It was quite nice. We connect on the way home with a couple of couple of cold ones. It was good. Dan, mate, uh, we're here finally. It's been a big couple of months, particularly the last couple of weeks with you and the boys travelling over to the UK. How's that been, mate? How's the last couple of months been for you and the squad? Oh, awesome, mate. Yeah, a bit of a different look for a pre-season for us this year, is he? And, uh, mm. yeah, it was great to take that group and connect over there, get nice and tight early. Um, got some good learnings uh, from those Northern Hemisphere games, Munster especially. Um, so, yeah, I think it's set us up uh, well and truly for, for Friday night and can't wait. Takeaways from uh, the preseason, mate. You've had a, a relatively good look at a couple of new players in the squad. Are you happy with what's come from it? Uh, yeah, we are, mate. Some guys got some opportunities on that tour and, and again on Friday. And uh, they're guys that probably haven't had much of a look. And so uh, we're really happy with uh, yeah the, the guys we took on tour and um, a few of them put their hand up for selection and, and uh, you might see them out there on Friday night. Well, it's going to be interesting because, you, you know, the team that you put out against the Highlanders outside of the front row looked very much uh, like there was a lot of guys get, getting an opportunity. Um, and I know you've got a couple of injuries. There's some question marks about whether Will Jordan will be fit. Lee Halfpenny's obviously out. Fergus Burke's out. So so how, how are you coping with that uh, in terms of injuries, particularly in those key positions of fullback and first five? Oh, it's a record we've heard before um, <laughs> last year as well. So it's it's uh, nothing we're not too unaccustomed to. And, um, you know, it's the same message we used last season. It's next man up, no matter no matter whether it's injuries or, or form. So, um, again, we're going to have a pretty solid group that have had a bit of game time together uh, in the pre-season. So uh, injuries or not, that's part of the game now. We understand that. And, uh, we trust our full squad and, and look forward to uh, seeing those guys get an opportunity because, uh, as we know, last year they, they only need an opportunity and, um, and and they go well, they take it. Uh, Dan, just, we've had a message come through quite a couple of times this morning talking about the pre-season and how much do we read into these pre-season results, in particular with the Highlanders. Like, for you, how, how important is the pre-season? What do you take away from it? And is there an opportunity... What are the opportunities for these players? Yeah, I guess our pre-season was a little bit different this year, Izzy, and uh, mm. we we got off a 38-hour flight on Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock uh, with the Highlanders fixture sort of being um, pre-booked for, for sort of three or four years in a row. So uh, we had a lot of compromised players coming off that plane that we just uh, couldn't play on that Friday. So you would have read the squad. There were, there were 14 uncontracted squad members in that Highlanders fixture on Friday and th that was an opportunity just to test our, our depth pool and, and uh, we had a good look at a couple of young loose forwards, a uh, couple of midfield backs and Toby Bell and Johnny Rover as well and it was more so about getting those guys an opportunity because um, you know during the super season um, the attrition rate's pretty high and uh, gave us a good look at them so our main focus was you know the, the Northern Tour and uh, we got some good learnings out of that. Um, I, th I think they're a little bit ahead of the game um, after spending a couple of weeks over there in some of the some of the areas that 
uh, in Super Rugby. I think they were a little bit ahead of the game around the collision and and uh, their kicking game especially. So we took a lot of learnings out of that and um, yeah, created some good conversation amongst the coaching group and game drivers. And um, yeah, hopefully we can you know put some of those learnings into Super Rugby in the next coming weeks. Dan, I know it's not your uh, uh, it's not your uh, remit, shall we say, uh, the backs. Uh, but I, d- I was surprised that that Highlanders uh, match we didn't see Taha Kamara or Rivers Rehana in the squad. Are they are they both fit? I just given that how how young and uh, uh, you know sort of that they are and earlier in their careers, I thought the more game time they could have ahead of the season, the better. Yeah, both fit, mate. And again, we got off at thirty. 30 plus hour flight on Friday, um, Monday afternoon, uh, three o'clock. So the 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 medical team and our and our health and wellbeing team and and even from a coaching point of view, the risk versus reward around um, putting them out on the Friday. They've had plenty of game time uh, through an internal trial plus two pressure cooker games. Uh, Munster, 43,000 people uh, with Taha and and Rivers running the cutter in that Bristol game in front of 20,000 people. So we feel as if um, they've had what they needed and uh, they're both good to go for, for round one. Take us inside the cauldron when you when you got these two young, young players that have, uh, you know, the, all eyes will be on this 10 position because you lose arguably one of the greatest super rugby players of all time and, and Richie Moonga. So can you just take us inside and how these boys have really stepped up and, and up shown positive signs. I particularly both those games. I thought they they stepped up really well. Yeah, it's a privilege for them, and that we've been pretty blessed with teams, um, you know, right throughout Super Rugby at the Crusaders, and it's no different with these two. It's it's their their time to, to stand up yeah. and 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 own that ten jersey. They're both exceptional um, talents on the ball, uh, good rugby IQ and, and game drivers and. Um, they'll put us in the right positions and, and like you said before, the more time they get in the saddle, the better they're going to be. But uh, from what I've seen pre-season, uh, from a forwards coach perspective, I'm pretty excited around um, what those two fellas are going to bring. Uh, they're going to be themselves. They're, they're not Richie or, or anyone else that's been before us. We're not asking them to be, but um, you know we've got good support around them and it's great coaching with uh, Tamari Allison and Jimmy Marshall um, both inside backs as well, so uh, I, I believe they set themselves right up to to show show what they're made of. An update on um, on Lee Halfpenny, like he's obviously gone and got surgery. Um, pretty disappointed. I was really excited to see Lee and, and what he's been able to do in the Crusaders jersey. I was lucky enough to play against him plenty of times, mate. Uh, his involvement with the squad, what does it look like? Um, we're still waiting on him to hear the surgery uh, over. In Wales, um, so mm. we're just letting that heal, and uh, he should be back with the group in, in the next sort of two to three weeks. We understand uh, once the the surgery's healed and it's safe for him to fly back. So him and his family are coming over, um, looking like he's going to be right for the for the back end of Super Rugby. So uh, you know his experience and and knowledge amongst the group when he's back here, I'm, I'm sure we'll um, try and squeeze every bit out of him. But uh, top man, and yeah, it's just unfortunate, really. Yeah, speaking of unfortunate, mate, uh, there's a kid that's uh, that, that's looked like he was keen to rip it up the last couple of seasons, and he's been curtailed by injuries as well. And that's Cullen Grace. How's how's he shaping up, mate? And how are those shoulders looking? Uh, mate, I just walked past him in the ice bath at Rugby Park here, and he's busy, <laughs> mate. He's ready to go. He's 
he's uh, put on some, some nice armour over the off-season. He's a little bit bigger. Um, in that Munster game, carried well through the middle, was physical and an, an excellent line-out forward. So, yeah, he, he's uh, looking to step up um, from from what we've seen in Cullen Grace in the last couple of years with those injuries. He, he's bulked up, he's fit and healthy, and I'm really excited for him. Dan, I hate to bring it up, but I'm an outside back, and I'm going to, but I saw a rolling more try over there in the UK. Is that, uh, is that upset you? Yeah, it does, mate. It does. It's <laughs> only pre-season, so it doesn't count, is it? You know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a couple in pre-season, but uh, yeah, no, there, there was a, uh, a structural error in that one that we um, we reviewed and, and picked up pretty quick, and it was a great learning for, for one of our young uh, a couple of our young players uh, around more defence, so um, no, we'll be right. Just uh, update on uh, Ethan Blackadder, mate. How's he tracking? Um, is, he, is he looking forward to ripping in the season? Yeah, he's under under medical assessment at the moment. Just a, a slightly um, lower limb injury. He won't. Yeah, he might miss the, the start of the campaign, but um, it's nothing too major. So. Looking to have him um, take part in the earlier rounds, um, but yeah, at the moment it's just sort of a day by day. Um, yeah, building up his running load capacity again, and um, yeah, he'll be good to go shortly. From a leadership point of view, when you lose Samuel Whitelock, Cody Taylor, who's really stepping into that role? And just quickly to add on to that, Owen Franks, who I thought was really impressive against Munster. Yeah, um, mate, we've got plenty of leaders in this group. Uh, we do a great job developing them up, setting up the, the next tier of leaders. So you look to guys, Brodie McAllister, uh, mm. Tom Christie, David Havili, uh, Seve Reese to an extent, Mitchell Drummond, Willie Hines. Like we're, we're pretty blessed here. and um, They're natural leaders. You don't have to ask too much of them. Um, they lead by example, first and foremost, both on and off the field, but... When it comes to rugby IQ and, and understanding uh, what's needed in pressure moments, uh, those guys stood up on tour for us. And uh, awesome to have Owie back. Um, those that have played with him know what you get. And, has he uh, changed? He's been phenomenal. No, has he? He doesn't change, mate. <laughs> he's uh, he's actually getting around the field a bit, but uh, bit easier at the moment as well. I've been pretty Is impressed he? with some of his efforts around the track, mate. Um, older and a bit wiser and knows where to turn up so uh, he's been awesome for a couple of our young front rowers and yeah, like you said on tour that Munster game was outstanding And what about for you Dan I mean obviously you were there last season you worked with Razor uh, now you're working with Rob what's what's the uh, if any what, what's the change you know what, is there different messaging is there uh, a different plan I mean how, how have things changed for you from a coaching point of view uh, not 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 entirely too much. Um, yeah, I think that the basis and the Crusader DNA is in the walls here, so um, not a lot changes in that respect. What Rob's brought um, is a little bit of fresh language, um, a little bit of fresh energy, and I think it's been uh, well received by the playing group and um, just how he thinks about the game and uh, how he speaks, runs meetings, uh, operates on the training field has been quite refreshing and. Um, talking with a few of the guys that have been here a wee while, they've really enjoyed them. So uh, in that respect, it's, it's been awesome. But I look at a lot of similarities between him and him and Ray and, and how they uh, communicate and connect individuals and connect the, the whole 
uh, team and organisation and there's a lot of similarities there but um, have their little subtleties at the same time and um, he's been outstanding for me already. He's a coach that's well travelled, he's seen the good and the bad and um, just having him, you know, have your back, um, just like Razor did, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring and what he what he is bringing, so it's um, exciting. Yeah, good stuff, Dan. All right, mate. Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time this morning. Cheers, I know you've got a busy week ahead of you. Uh, bring on Friday, eh? Get up. Yeah, can't wait, mate. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Chiefs and Hamilton, how good. How good indeed. Dan Perrin, thank you. Go well, sir. Have a great day. Uh, he is the forwards coach with the Crusaders, former teammate of yours as well. Is he, you like the messaging that you're hearing come out of that Crusaders camp? Because there have been a lot of Crusaders fans and then people in the media suggesting that, you know, uh, it, this might be the season that things fall away. When you say teammate, I'm not that old. Okay? We didn't play together. Didn't you? I thought you did. <laughs> nah. Because Dan was yeah. in 2010, wasn't he? He was playing 2010 at the Crusaders. Yeah, I was um, 2011. Oh, well, you're sorry. Sorry, no, my yeah. bad. Yeah, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. DP is a good man. He's a good man. Um, and he was a good player, hell of a player, but never got to play with him. And, yeah, he'll be disappointed because in that preseason, they had a couple of uh, rolling more tries scored against him. You have to think the Crusaders under Jason Ryan the last four or five years they didn't have one rolling more tries scored against them. And I know they take a lot of pride in that. Um, so, yeah, no, good to see him being honest about that. But this weekend, man, Friday night, the Chiefs taking on the Crusaders in Hamilton to kick off Super Rugby. Um, I'm absolutely fizz for it. And this is going to be an interesting week because Will Jordan's going to be out. Mm. Ethan Blackhead is going to be out. Yep. You know, Cullen Grace is is he going to be fully fit? You got Scott Barrett, who's going to take a huge workload. Who's going to win the team position? Rivers Rehana or Taha Kimara? If you're going to have an opportunity to pick one of those two, they're like for like, really. If I'll be honest, I'll probably take Rivers and give him a crack to start first up. Any chance that it's David Harvey? Um, yeah, I, I could see a case for David Harvey getting a crack, but I think. Part of his contract, he got an extended break. So that all depends on, on injuries. He hasn't played at all. I think he only came into the fold from a training point of view a week ago. So whether he's up for it and ready, probably not. So that 12 position, where do they go? Do I go for Adele McLeod? Do I give a Ryan Crotty, an experienced old warhorse, a crack? What do they do at nine? Do you go for Mitchell Drummond? Do we get the young the young dog, Noah Hotham? Hotham? A crack at uh, at the nine position, so yeah, plenty plenty to debate this week. And DP, good to have him on the show and, and talking about. It. I'm excited.